one. Hello, hello. My name is Matt. And my name is Anna. And welcome to your favorite. Dang it. All right. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Hey, my name is Matt. And my name is Anna. And you're listening to your therapist's playlist. That's the name of the show, right? Yes. <laughs> One more time. Ready? Yeah. All right. Hey, everyone. This is Matt. Hey, this is Anna. And you're listening to your therapist's playlist. Hey. All right. Welcome back, listeners, to another episode of hopefully your new favorite podcast. And we are noticing that it may slowly be becoming your favorite podcast. We got a lot of different numbers coming up with the analytics. A lot of different listeners, a lot of new subscribers. What do you think, Anna? Was it good? I think it's looking good. Very good. Uh, shout out to everybody who tuned in. Shout out to, again, everybody who shared, who liked our Facebook page, your therapist playlist on Facebook and the Instagram that Anna also created. What's the uh, Instagram handle again? YT underscore playlist. Very nice. So if you can follow us on Instagram, like the page on Facebook, greatly appreciated. We've going, we're going to be creating more new fun, interactive content for you guys to get involved with. So be on the lookout for that. For now, though, there is one thing we have to start off with, just our check-ins. Anna, how are you? I am great, Matt. Uh, today, it's a very, very special day. Oh, um, right. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a very special day. So, yeah, yeah, there's the whole Valentine's Day thing, but, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> today is my husband's birthday so it is therefore the greatest day of the year now that's something i can get behind celebrating we were just talking off air about you know how being how it's valentine's day and how or what our feelings are about it and i was like you know what for the first time again like i feel like i have mature feelings about valentine's being a single guy i hope everybody has a really great valentine's day and takes care of their partner themselves but birthdays are way more important so happy birthday to your husband yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it's an exciting day. Like, I think of today as probably my favorite holiday um, because it's, uh, holidays are the days that you celebrate uh, family, you know, friends, whatever, whatever you're celebrating. Um, so birthdays, I kind of think of birthdays as like the day that you celebrate the person. So. Amen. Yeah. So like, he's my favorite person, therefore my favorite holiday also i just remembered it um happy birthday to counselor and training jessica k she i think is turning 28 um she is one of our counselors in training at my uh, full-time job so when you mentioned birthdays today your husband's birthday i was like wait something else oh yeah it's her birthday too so yeah <laughs> shout out to you if you listen to this and if not maybe you'll find it in the future and go oh hey matt thought of me cool 28 is a cool age, too. That's like, yeah. yeah, that was bomb. That was a bomb ass age for me. What about you? It's nice because your brain is like fully formed. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't it know. It is or it isn't? It is at 28. It should be, right? Maybe. That's right. 
maybe yeah five for like for like women and then yes a little later for men but i think by 28 yeah you're good you're solid that's what i was gonna say i think it's more so for women because i feel like in the last year and a half two years for me i feel like my brain has definitely become more solid more strong more able to notice the nuance and dialects and things shout out to my dbt practitioners hey so yeah i feel like now like I've, i've been doing reflecting like i've been telling you before and it's just like man life just ain't black and white anymore like it used to be when we were kids just all gray and that's it's kind of fun. yeah it's fun it's fun and sometimes it's not but most times it's fun it's usually fun you gotta just make it fun yeah so other than you celebrating a really great day how are you i'm doing good i'm i'm glad that i mean honestly i'm just glad today went pretty smoothly with mm-hmm. my birthday celebration plannings um everything went pretty well I think I think he had a good time I think the kids had a good time um so it's been it's been good uh and yeah it's Valentine's Day I don't know I don't have I don't have too many thoughts on Valentine's Day um you know I've never been the type to uh even I guess no actually I think when I was single and younger kind of like what you were talking about yeah I definitely might have been you know drinking a tall frothy glass of haterade amen but, yeah but uh but no nah, i think uh it's like you say like the older you get it's just kind of like it eh, you know it is what it is but um but now you know i'm just more focused on the birthday thing that's fun and exciting. Cool. <laughs> how about you how have you been doing uh i'm doing pretty good i moved into my new condo on friday a and it's been pretty cool. Um, shout out to my movers who used a few unorthodox methods to get my super heavy books and my boxing base into my unit. I was very surprised and was like, "Shit! I hope you guys don't break your back." Um, but yeah, it's been pretty. It's been pretty cool. Um, still fighting off, or my body's fighting off the instinct to gather a cold. There was like twice in the last week where I felt like I was going to get sick. And I was like, fuck that shit. I got to move. I can't (laughs) afford to get sick because if I get sick, I am going to be delayed and have to pay money for stuff. And I don't want to do that. But um, things have been pretty cool. Mostly. Actually, I'm pretty unpacked. I'm just like putting stuff up. And I went out to Walmart to pick up some furnishings because now I have exactly an idea about the color scheme I want to go with. So I got some new new goodies to put around. Um, personally, I feel like I'm doing a lot better. I wasn't doing bad before, but one thing that we don't talk about on this show, and it's always a question I get asked on, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get asked by clients, who do therapists see (laughs) when the therapists need therapy? I saw a meme about that this morning. What was the meme? It was literally just that question, like a, <laughs> <laughs> like a picture of a therapist. And that was it. It was just like, who's a therapist? Therapist. I saw one, I think a few months ago, and it was just like somebody looking in the mirror. <laughs> it's just themselves. I like yeah. the ones where it's like, uh, it's like a final boss scenario. 
like you're <laughs> like yeah. you just keep going higher and higher up on the therapist to get to the final boss which i which i guess would be probably the meme you said someone just looking at a mirror of themselves <laughs> <laughs> nothing more yeah but um to answer that question for all the listeners who do therapists see they see a therapist and i recently ended uh seeing mine back in uh early january but i went to well, not went to, but I had a telehealth check-in with him last Thursday because I had noticed that I was feeling very anxious and stressed. And I was like, what's going on? Am I reverting back to who I used to be? And then after, well, no, before I even had the appointment with him, like talking with friends, I was like, oh no, I'm not reverting back to anything. I'm not becoming more depressed or more anxious than I already am. I'm just stressed because of all the work that I'm doing and the fact that I'm about to move and I don't really have any semblance of what's going to happen with all this stuff. So then that put it in perspective. And then when I met with him, I was like, yeah, figured everything out, but I still need help processing things. Can you help me with that? And it was cool. It was nice. He let me or reminded me to stop being so damn hard on myself. He didn't say damn, I did. And it really did put a lot of things in perspective for me because most of the time I am somebody who thinks a lot. And now it's gotten to the point that I overthink. So that's where the anxiety comes from. So I've been trying to balance back into just not overthinking, just being present in the moment, not doing that as much and just enjoying life as it is. And also just enjoying being myself. Like, I feel like I've come into my own in terms of accepting who I am as I am. And it's been great and challenging because sometimes you have to go, oh, shit. I don't know how the people are going to respond to me, but fuck it. I can't be anybody else but me. So look out world. Here I come with both anxious trepidation and excitement. So it's been cool. And it's been great just focusing on my needs and wants, which is why I am very much a fan of this Valentine's Day today, because it's all about self-love for me, because I'm single. And am I looking? I don't know. Just focus on me. You're living in the present moment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens, right? And the words of little Duval, I'm living my best life. I ain't going back and forth with no censored. Because I don't want white people to listen and think that it's okay for them to say this word. <laughs> all right. So now that we've got our check-in all done, we've got a very fantastic episode for you guys. Anna, give us the deets. What are we doing today? Today we will be discussing Peace of Mind by Party Next Door. That's that's Matt's uh, song choice for this week. Yes. And I am doing Open Your Eyes by Snow Patrol. That's the song I picked for this week. So we're doing a little bit of theme. You know, um, we're talking about love today. Uh, so Matt's, Matt's doing self-love. I'm doing love. We're both just talking about love. You oh, know? no. My song's about love. My song next week or what was going to be next week was going to be about self-love. Oh, okay. 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 Yeah. yeah. Next week. Well, next week we're doing like a little bit of a, like a heartbreak theme. Yeah. Going for that. So, so the song choices would be a little, a little different next week, but this week we're, we're keeping it positive. 
right? And yeah. uh, our songs, both of our songs, that uh, the songs that Matt and I picked, you can check them out on our Facebook page. I'm going to be posting uh, links to the YouTube videos. And then we also have the songs posted on our Spotify playlist. So don't forget about that. We got our Spotify playlist, your therapist playlist. The songs that Matt and I discuss will be posted on there. Yes. Two things before we segue into the songs. One, for me, I'm going to have to be very mindful moving forward. I didn't, I thought about this before when we came up with the name of the show, but I didn't think about it when it came to executing, like actually saying the name of the show. Therapist and playlist, the ist at the end is going to continue to throw me off for a good minute because I wanted to say your therapist, no, your your playlist therapist just because of the ist at the end. So I have to get used to saying that now again. And then uh, for the listeners, there's a little bit of background into why we chose love songs for today, other than the fact that it's Valentine's Day. Anna, would you like to share a little bit of that? Because you came up with it, actually. Well, I just like talking about love. I think it's I think it's a it's a fun topic. It's um and it's it's interesting because we all know people uh, feel loved in different ways. You know that whole languages of love thing that's Don't out get there? me started. Yeah, Negative people feelings. know about that now, Matt. It's out there. Negative um, feelings. <laughs> so but but anyway, you know, people experience it different people uh give love different um it means something different to everybody so it's just i don't know it's a fun topic for me and then matt i know you talked about a little bit about how like i feel like men don't get the opportunity to really talk about it as much yeah because uh, i remember when we were texting about it that was what you more so spoke to initially in the text thread like loving talking about love, but also wanting to get more perspectives from a guy about what it's like to be in love. What are like some of the experiences and perceptions of love? And I was like, wow, I don't really get out and ask my opinion as a man about love. And I really want to share that. So I was like, okay, cool. I got this. And you really did challenge me. Like when it came to like thinking about songs to select, I was like, oh shit. Cause now I have to go back into like my childhood and compare that to like my adulthood and figure out am I still that same person when it comes to how I perceive love then and obviously not but that was the scary part I was like shit what if I am what if I haven't grown and matured and I was like ah fuck but then I actually worked it out well for the listeners tune in we're going to go on a brief break so you guys can again pause the podcast get a little bit interactive go on to Spotify either search for your therapist playlist see i almost forgot the name again and give yourself some time to listen to both tracks or if you want let's take a break go get some coffee come back and we'll be right back to start off the analysis for this week's episode all right we are back with the second half of the podcast the song analysis and guess who's up first anna it's you yeah me yay And again, we are going to be getting into one of my favorites, not necessarily new acts because he's been putting out content since I think like 2015, 16. Nonetheless, he only has one legit full length album out and it's Party Next Door. And the song that I chose isn't even from that album. It's from an EP called Colors 2 from 2017. 
The song is called Peace of Mind. Not peace as in P-I-E-C-E, but peace, like ah, serenity, relaxation. And the title itself is what really drew me into the song when I first heard about it. And then when you start to listen to it, there's a bit of a distortion that is a bit awkward for some listeners if you're not used to listening to this like new style of R&B, but it's one that I found myself thoroughly enjoying because again, when it comes to the piece that the song elicits, it really puts you in this, like the kids say, a vibe, a very content, calm, relaxed vibe that you can really kind of cruise through throughout the rest of the song. And when the song starts off with the refrain, all I want to do is lay up with you all day. That was when I knew he knows he's spitting right now. He knows exactly what this song is supposed to be. I mean, he made the song, but he knows what the song is about to be. It's not supposed to be a super serious like ballad of love where you're proclaiming like, yo, you are the greatest thing in the world. I want to live with you. I'll die for you. It's just you are somebody who feels like home to me. And that's something that really stuck out to me because when I think of relationships, good relationships, even ones that I've been in in the past, it's great feeling like you can return to that person and they feel like home. Even if you are miles away for a short period of time, or if it's a long period of time, if you're at work and you're stressed out, the second you get a chance to see them, talk to them, get a text from them, you instantly start to brighten up because you have found a home within them. And it's truly amazing. It's a really great experience and feeling that I wish for everybody to experience, not just on Valentine's Day, but every day of your life, even if it's coming from yourself, everybody deserves to feel that. A lot of the lyrics for me really get into, again, what we were talking about earlier, what it means to have an adult relationship. Party Next Door really gets into one talking about trying to maintain, not necessarily his independence, but do what he can to continue to be his own person, establish his own identity, continue to get into his career, continue doing the things that really matter to him. And ultimately, when all of that is done, being able to go back to his partner and find solace and comfort within the relationship and just in their, her general company, you know? And I feel like that's something that often isn't really talked about as much when it comes to traditional love songs. It's more so just about the feeling, the desire, the, I guess, admiration, the lust, but not about the level of commitment that you have to put into both yourself and the relationship. This song for me, when I first heard it, it let me know like whoever I end up with, because at the time when I first heard this, I was single, whoever I end up with, they have to make me feel like this song. This has to be the song that reminds me of them. And if that ain't it, I don't want it. In my last relationship, that was definitely the feeling that I got. It was somebody who I felt like was home for me. And this was around the time I had my first place. And I let her know, like, straight up, like, I don't normally let people come over, like, if they're friends, family, sure. But my, my place is like my inner sanctity, if you will, my fortress of solitude, my safe, my safe place. 
And it was really cool and awesome finding somebody that you could welcome into that space and share your time with, share your vulnerabilities with, your insecurities with, and just be generally okay because they really love and appreciate you and being able to do the same for them and vice versa. So when it comes to the song itself, it definitely, for me, promotes what it's like to be in a mature relationship where the two of you are doing your own thing you feel confident, you feel successful, you feel secure, and you can come back to each other and feel the same way because that's what a secure relationship is. It's one where you are focusing on not only your individual selves, but your individual selves while being a part of the relationship. Anna, any thoughts so far before I continue? Yeah, yeah, no. Uh, like what you're getting at, it just, um, it just makes me think like, you know, a healthy relationship is equal, you know, it's, it's about equality and it's not one person's responsibility to make the other one happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Like it's your responsibility to, to create your own happiness by striving for your own goals and taking care of yourself. Um, so that's, that's kind of what I like about this song too, is it's kind of like, he's talking about what he's going to do on his end, you know, and even looking at the, the lyrics, I think you're right. I think he, I think he knows exactly what this, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, he wrote it, but he knows <laughs> what the song is saying, like, it's like, he, he's saying, um, you know, like, this is like, I'm a traitor, like a spouse, you know, um, and he says, like, he says, uh, I really like this line. He says, I, I showed love to my old woman, but never love like this. Yep. No one wants to, lo to lose a love like this. I like that. I like that a lot because, and I probably will talk about this uh, with my song too. Maybe, I don't know <laughs> if I get to it. But um, that's, that's something too where it's like you when you meet the person that you're supposed to be with like you're like the other part of yourself that's just wandering out there like they feel like family like they feel like home they feel like like it, it is that feeling that he's talking about when he says it's like 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 he loved his mother but he's never loved someone like this you know, like he's never, he's never like, cause you think like, oh, I'm never going to love somebody as much as I love, you know, my parent, like whoever that was, whatever, you know, uh, whoever took care of you, whoever has shown you the most love since you were little, like, you're like, I'm never going to love someone as much as I love that person. And no one is going to show me as much love as that person does. But when you meet the right person, it feels almost the, the same, Yeah, you know, like it, you get that feeling like, like, holy shit, I didn't know someone could love me as much as my mother loves me. And I didn't know that I could feel that way for another person. So that's what, and I, and I think that that's that feeling of like home of, of family of like, this person is a part of me. And I, you know, it's like, whoa, <laughs> you yeah. know. When it comes to getting into like the guy's perspective of love, some of the stuff that I often talk about with uh, other men other guys about love do have to do with some of those like those two topics you brought up like whether or not what equality looks like in relationships one and then also like trying to identify 
how this person, I guess, fits into the dynamic of your life. And I feel like through like stuff I've read and relationships I've experienced, I do believe that relationships are all about give and take. I don't know if they're always equal at times. And I don't know if I believe that they should be per se. Like, I feel like when it comes to relationships, you're not always going to be at your best. You're not always trying to be at your worst. I feel like it's a changing variable that happens in relationships sometimes. Sometimes you are really good. You're secure. You don't need much from your partner. You're just, you're just coasting. You're just chilling. You're doing what everything, you're doing everything possible to make them feel secure, make them feel loved, and also providing it with yourself. And then in the moments where your partner isn't able to be there as much, you're trying to not necessarily look after them and like babysit them, but just check in, let them know, hey, I still appreciate you. I still love you. I know there are some things that you're working on. Just know that I'm here for you. Just let me know if you need it. And if it seems like you're not going to ask for it, I'm going to say, hey, I'm not noticing the communication is there as much. Things are starting to shift and change. Let's problem solve and figure something out because I noticed that you're struggling and I want to make sure that you're good because I'm straight. And I feel like that's something that's very important to be mindful of in relationships that sometimes you're not always going to be in that same like wavelength as your partner when it comes to different stresses that come up, maybe having to do with family, maybe having to do with work. And it's important not to personalize things. I know that that's hard or rather it's easier said than done. You know, Um, I don't want to get too much into uh, relationship counseling, marital counseling, because I don't remember what all the horsemen of the four horsemen of uh, the dating realm or marriage is or are. So I'm going to not try to force myself to think about something that I don't remember all the details of. But when you find yourself in a relationship where there's stonewalling, where there is contempt that is being held, when you're not able to reconcile the fact that you are an individual and your partner is an individual, and there may be different stresses that are coming up from your inter well, your individual lives that are affecting the dynamic of the relationship itself, you're gonna have a bad time. You've got to be willing to let go of ego, because that ego is a motherfucker. I should know. Not to stereotype, but I am a guy, and sometimes my ego can get the best of me, and I feel like that's something that sometimes can happen with women too. It's the ego itself. You have to be willing to lessen or make sure that it doesn't always interject in the relationship dynamics, because if you do, it's not going to really help. When it comes to the other half of it, as far as, I guess, identifying how this person's going to fit into the dynamic of your life, most men try not to fall into that mindset of like soulmates and I, for one, don't really want to subscribe to that either, just because it puts a lot of pressure on that other person to be perfect. It's like you're idealizing them, and nobody wants to be idealized. When we talked about like the episode in pre-production, we were talking about the importance of seeing your partner as they are. And that's so important because when you can see them and accept them as they are, it makes the relationship that much more unique, that much more powerful. Because no matter how they present themselves, even if it's in a positive light or negative light, you can cut through that and go, look, I'm here for you. 
I want to help. I want to be there for you. I want to demonstrate that, hey, I want to keep this going. I want to keep this afloat. And if it's in the positive light, then it's, hey, let's do all this like great stuff that keeps the relationship afloat. If it's in a not so positive light, it's like, hey, cut the bullshit. We have a problem. There's something to address here. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to abandon you, but I'm not going to also tolerate the fuck shit that's going on, just like you would hope your partner would also do for you if they had some fuck shit that they were doing. So that's what I like about thinking about it in that perspective. It's about finding home in a person, both for the nostalgia purposes, like I've never felt a love like this, never thought that I would find a love like this outside of like family or friends, but also noticing that I feel home in that sense, but also in a sense that I never thought I'd experience. Like when you think about uh, relationships and you know that whole myth, like you never want to date your parents. Like, I don't want to date my dad. I don't want to date my mom. (laughs) Yeah. You can find somebody who does remind you of them in a way. And sometimes it's not like, oh yeah, it's like they're a direct carbon copy of like my parent. But sometimes they may say or do things that air quote trigger you. And then the, the response that you give to them, they don't engage in that same reaction. It's like, hey, what was that? And then you go, oh, wait, what the fuck? How, why am I reacting like this? And then you actually have an opportunity to have a really great cathartic experience where you get to process, talk about things. And then you find home in a whole new different light and go, wow, they didn't react like my ex did or like my friend did or like my mom did or my dad did, my brother, my sister. This feels even more unique. This feels like this person really does care. And when we can go through issues like this, because we all have our insecurities, they're still willing to stay. And so that's what I like about peace of mind. It really does help people to, or at least me, I can't say everybody. It helps me to reconcile the fact that mature relationships are very awesome to find yourself engaged in. And there are relationships where you will look at your partner and realize, fuck, I never really have done anything like this before for anybody else I've dated. And that's not necessarily a good or bad thing. You just find yourself feeling more comfortable and being vulnerable with that person enough where you want to make that attempt. You want to not put everything on the line per se, but you want to put all your cards out on the table and let them know this is the hand that I'm dealing with. I'd love to see your cards too. And they show them because love isn't a game. It's a commitment. Yeah, um, it's a it's a commitment. And to kind of go back to what I was saying before, like with the uh, like equality concept of it, it's it's more like a like a balance, right? Yeah. So it's like when one of you's down, the other, you know, lifts you up. So and that's what keeps it equal. Like that's kind of what I meant. Like, it's like you're, 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 you're balancing each other out. Right. Cause you never want it where someone is, is, is giving all and the other's doing nothing, you know, mm-hmm. or one is completely relying on the other. That's why I was just like, you know, it's up to you to make sure that you're happy. It's not your, your partner's responsibility, like a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. Uh, they're there to like enhance your life. Right but not solely responsible for your happiness. And I, that's why I like what you said when you were talking about like the, uh, pr- the sort of like pressure that comes with like the world, the words like soulmate and things like that. Like when I think of the word soulmate, like, yeah, I used to think of it as like the whole like TV version of yeah. like, this is like 
mythical type of <laughs> relationship, like ideal relationship. Like now, like I don't think of it that way at all. Like like when I think of that, I think of it as like uh like that feeling of like um like your partner being being like family, but they're like obviously not family. <laughs> but yeah, like, we don't promote incest yeah. here. <laughs> yeah, like that feeling of it. But it but it's like it's like 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 you like they know you, you know, like they know you so well. And like that like I said, it feels like a connection at the soul, but not in not in not in a perfect way. Because I guess I don't see myself as perfect by any means. Like I know my flaws, like I'm aware of my flaws and I feel like I'm aware of like my partner's flaws. And so like, it's like, um, so it's like, we're invested. Yeah. Like we're, (laughs) we're imperfect together into like one sort of like person, because I was talking, I'm going on a tangent, but I was just talking to somebody about this the other day. Um, I think it was my hairdresser. (laughs) I was talking (laughs) about, um, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause my best friend uh would or she was gonna come up and then um I don't know, something happened. But anyway, I was talking to my hairdresser about it and I was like, you know, when you make plans with like your husband or whoever, you know, and uh you're planning on going together and then they can't go, maybe they don't feel good or whatever, and you're like going on your own. It's it feels weird. It feels like you're missing something, you know, like something's like off you know it's like it's not like I can't go and still have a good time or whatever but it feels like something is like physically missing like I'm like it's it's just an an odd feeling and I'm like you know why is that and um my hairdresser was like oh my god I hate that feeling (laughs) I thought she was gonna be like what are you talking about I don't know what you're talking about you're weird but no she was like oh I hate that feeling it's the worst and um yeah that was something I had like never really experienced before you know until I met my husband out because I was always like oh that's you know I don't I I always thought it was kind of weird when people would be like oh my other half I'm like eh lame the lamest thing I've ever heard but then (laughs) now I'm I'm like no it does like literally feel like you're walking around like without your shoes or something like in the middle of like a busy street and it's just it's just like it's just so it's just so odd I don't don't know so many things that I thought were like so cheesy and stupid before now I'm like okay I think I get it but then I'm thinking like but what am I what I'm thinking about it is that what other people who are using those words are thinking or they're thinking like the cheesy like hallmark stuff not that not that I you know I clearly know all and I know better than (laughs) just I'm like just wondering like is everyone else like on the same wavelength or like, is it different? I don't know. <laughs> I'm glad to hear your, this is not related to the episode or the analysis of the song itself. I'm just glad to hear your thought process is similar to mine when I get anxious about stuff, because that's exactly what I'm thinking. And I'm just like, oh shit, is other people thinking about this? Is it just me? Da, 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 da. But no, I, I completely vibe with you on that. I'm tired of using the word vibe. I'm tired of my college kids. I'm not tired of you guys. Sorry. But um, no, I, I've never experienced that. Well, I've never experienced that per se. Well, not to that degree. I feel like, unfortunately, when I did experience some semblance of that, it was towards the end of my last relationship because it became long distance. And when she left, 
things were like it wasn't that bad but it was different just going like yeah i don't have my girlfriend here to like you know do things with or like hang out with or just be around so it was like i was good being on my own but it just still felt like yeah something's off and that's that was that was difficult and it became more difficult as like more time passed because it was more so just me realizing again like i need a partner that is physically going to be here and i think that's not necessarily the location aspect of like relationships but i think that's a very important distinction to make being able to reconcile the fact that when you are in a relationship with somebody, it's so important to have somebody that's present, that's there. So you can have those experiences where you're like, oh man, I can easily do things on my own and I'm good with it. But man, I sure do miss my husband, my wife, my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my partner, my life partner, my soulmate, even though we just kind of went over how we don't really do the whole soulmate thing, but yeah. (laughs) But no, yeah, that's where that balance the balance comes in Matt because like the other person's got to be on that same feeling level otherwise Mm -hmm. it's like what are we doing yes and I ain't gonna you I already told you a little bit of how I feel about that but it's so important to have two people who are emotionally available and present because again like Anna was saying earlier if only one person is doing the bulk of the work it's not going to be fun at all. Gonna have a bad time. Yeah. That's my qu- that's my catchphrase now. You're going to have a bad time. But yeah, I could get into the lyrics of things, but I was telling Anna that right now I am trying my best not to psychoanalyze and think about things. I just wanted to get into processing feelings. So that's why this song for me this week wasn't all about like, oh yeah, the intricacies of like the beat and then the messages behind it. No, it's about love. So I'm talking about love, y'all. I'm a man. Men feel love too, just differently than y'all sometimes. That's all I got. (laughs) My brother has always told me that if I wanted to learn a man's perspective on love, I should read uh, Gabriel Garcia Marquez's Love in the Time of Cholera. I still don't know what he means by that because I haven't got, I bought the book, but I haven't read it yet and I haven't seen the movie, but it's on my list of things to do because I want to figure out what my brother means by that. Anna, I just realized something. I'm, I'm not mad at myself per se, but I could have picked my favorite love song of all time and I didn't do it. I'm so ashamed. <laughs> I think I'll just wait until the end of the podcast to recommend it. Yeah. Did I just like jog your 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 memory with my tangent? Yes, because the second you said the second you said your brother like recommended that, I was like, wait. What? And then I just thought like, oh yeah, there is one particular song that <laughs> I love that I completely didn't think of. And to be honest, I don't feel like it would have matched the subject matter of today's episode like we're looking at mature love i feel like that song is more like the traditional like oh my god i'm just so desperately in love with you girl so yeah i mean we could we could talk about it another time we could talk about it another time i mean next week okay next week we're doing our like 
heartbreak type of thing, which I am going to talk a little bit about like that younger idea of what love looks like and that feeling of heartbreak then and stuff like that. But I was thinking about doing an episode about like what, you know, like what we thought love was you know those songs like back in the day you're listening to like high school and you're just like obsessing about somebody and you know listening to that to that specific song or whatever and just like thinking about that person and like oh we 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 all did it i know we all did it with whatever song yeah Yeah. Um, but yeah we can tackle that someday all right well anna you got a great song coming up right i do i do um okay so my song is open your eyes by snow patrol and i would like to point out that matt right away was like that's not a love song and then we talked about it and he was like oh okay yeah (laughs) because when we talked about it originally like the perspective that she shared about it i was like wait i i'm only able to see it through this lens because i was just reading the lyrics then i had to listen to it and i was like all right here Well, I mean, I, I don't think you're alone in that, Matt, because I picked this song for uh, my wedding playlist. I don't know if I told you about this, hmm. but I picked every song that was played at my wedding and uh, reception, the reception. So every song, like the dance, the dance songs, the first dance songs, the um, the uh appetizer and drinks songs the every song it was like four hours of music that i picked with specific reasons for each song and i've heard that's kind of odd is that odd i don't know if that's odd i'm not married so i don't know nothing (laughs) yeah i don't i don't know but i heard that was like not the normal thing because i guess that's what the dj is supposed to do yeah yeah i guess so (laughs) like i've only i've attended a few weddings the two that like I attended like as an adult adult, yeah, the DJs are usually picking the songs. I will say that at my best friend's wedding, I think he and his wife created the mix that they did, but I can't I can't say or confirm whether or not that's a thing. Okay, well, I can't either because I don't know enough, but I did have at least a couple people tell me, wow, you did that whole playlist like but um, yeah, I did. I did. I did. I'll admit nope. it. Anyway, um, so this song was on there uh, for very specific reasons, known only to me, really, at the time. Um, Snow Patrol is actually a band that I listened to in high school. Um, I liked a lot of their songs. I think, like, uh, I think they have a song called, like, Chocolate that's pretty uh, popular. They, they had a couple hits back in the day i don't think they're like super well known um but uh i i was into them i was into them and i kind of like lost lost touch i guess over the years and then um started listening to them again and this song was actually pretty new to me i just came across this song in the past few years um but the lyrics the lyrics are just like I don't know they're like they're they're perfect to me like I I can connect with them completely um to the point that this song feels like it's like mine 
it's weird. It feels like it's like it's like my song. And as I was like reading about the song, I I saw that it it has been used in like some different TV shows and things, yeah. like popular TV shows. And I didn't like that. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was like, no, this is my song. <laughs> this is not for TV shows. Um, I, to be I don't though, feel very well. <laughs> yeah, like no, no, they don't understand this song. Um, but uh, you know. Here I am talking about it today. So hopefully, you know, more people will get a new perspective on it. Um, so for me, this song is a love song in how passionate it is. Like, so I like I like to focus on the lyrics for the song. Like the lyrics for the song are are uh, are perfect. Um, even the very first line. So the very, very first line, he says, all, all, all these feelings, are sh- all this feels strange and untrue, and I won't waste a minute without you. To me, that's like that initial like feeling, like when you know that you found the right person, like it's just, it just, it just feels c- crazy. You know, you're kind of like even questioning it. Like, is this possible the things I'm feeling and thinking like are they, this was possible like this is a whole new experience like a new world but yeah. almost instantaneously too like when you get to that point th- that line like I won't waste a minute without you like that line like it hits me so much because um you tell you talk about anxiety and things that make you anxious thing you know we are, we're all anxious people like anxiety is 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 unavoidable right because as just humans so much is out of our control we the less control you have the more anxiety rises um Mm -hmm. and what something for me is like time like time makes me anxious I constantly want more time with the people that I love and I care about you know because that because it's it's something that I know is is it's, it's not infinite so um that line like I won't waste a minute without you like for me that's that like moment like when I know when I knew like okay this is the person that I want to spend the rest of my life with like the thought of wasting even a, a second is just it's I, I just can't <laughs> I just can't it's like I can't I can't uh, uh, fathom that um, but this song so he starts off with a little bit about that but what the song is about is having somebody that you care about, someone that you love, and and wanting them to see themselves through your eyes, wanting them to see, you know, everything that's good about them, everything that you love about them, um, the things that maybe they they just they overlook, you know, about themselves, the things that they don't think are 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 so great the things that they think are their imperfections like this song is about wanting it wanting them to to i don't not see who they really are because i mean you know (laughs) everybody is their own person they see themselves their own way but i mean to not have this vision of themselves that's clouded by what other people are telling them i guess basically that like people that don't care about them that don't love them those thoughts that are stuck in their head like wanting that to go away because this is somebody that you that you love and you feel like you 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 see clearly and 
you want them to be able to see themselves, you know, clearly as well. Um, so the lines in the song that relate to that, I mean, the, the chorus is, tell me that you'll open your eyes. Like it's just, he just repeats that throughout the song. Um, and he says, uh, get up, get out, get away from these liars because they don't get your soul or your fire. Take my hand, not your fingers through mine, and we'll walk from this dark room for the last time. Um, that was perfect. <laughs> that line's perfect. That that is why I I picked this song for my wedding because that's what I felt like uh, like my wedding was like that last like walking away, <clears throat> like walking away from any type of like hurt or pain in the past. Like we're doing this together. You know, we're making this commitment to each other. Um, we're doing this together, and uh, that that uh, that line about like you know get up, get out, get away from these liars. It's like <laughs> all of these. Uh, I mean, that was really kind of a message for my husband. It's like I I want you to to see that you are not a composition of all of this basically bullshit that other people have have told you and put in your head and you know people who say things like oh you know you're worthless or you're this or that um it's just it's just lies you know <laughs> like it's not true yeah. um it's not true at all and and i understand um the artist's frustration in this song because if you listen to it, you can listen to how passionate passionate he is and how frustrating he is i mean he even has a line and they're like the anger swells in my guts you know, like, I, I want you to open your eyes, I need you to look in mine, like, and he gets louder, it's like, I understand that feeling, because sometimes it's, like, so frustrating, it's like, no, I, I want you to see yourself clearly, like, I want you to see that you are worthy of love, that you are so much more than just the things people say to you to try to, like, put you down, and try to, you know, um, manipulate you you yeah. know yeah. um and I, I mean it's frustrating if you've ever had anybody that you love or care for that was in a bad relationship or an unhealthy relationship um you can see the damage that is uh is done by that and it's 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 heartbreaking and it makes you feel angry <laughs> like you feel angry um because if I, could, if I could add something onto that real quick yeah because I feel like you really raise a really good point, especially within the modern age of dating in particular, because when you find yourself in an unhealthy relationship, a and I'm really getting tired of this word, so I'm going to replace it with dysfunctional relationship. I was going to say toxic, but dysfunctional relationship, you find yourself really struggling with self-concept when you have somebody who's either putting you down or, again, not really as emotionally present and so you start trying to overcompensate for the deficits that that partner can't really contribute to you. And then within modern dating, you have situationships, you have talking, you have friends with benefits, you have, oh, we just fucking. Ghosting. No, casual dating, mm -hmm. Matt, casual dating. That was a new one for me when I was younger. I was like, what is that? What's that mean? It meant horrible, Matt. That's what it meant. It meant horrible, awful things. <laughs> and now that now that I've gotten back into the single world, I can just see like, man, and this is something we can talk about in another episode down the line, but oh, we can talk about this next week 
about how there is such a lack of desire to commit that you come up with all these new catchwords and phrases and shit. But again, this is honest episode analysis or song analysis. I ain't gonna get into it. (laughs) No, that's a good point though, Matt. There is a lot of like, yeah, like lack of commitment or um, (sighs) manipulation. I mean, all those things you just listed, like the, you know, well, even when I say casual dating, friends with benefits all that shit is super manipulative it's mm-hmm. it's just like i want what i want and basically like you know fuck you <laughs> so um but 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 i'm not gonna say that to you i'm gonna convince you that that this is gonna be fun for you too um and it's so it's like it, i mean it's narcissism it's it's rampant and you know what's funny too you can even try to go about it in a way that's communicative And it still can be contorted, manipulated to the point where the person who was trying to do things in a healthy way is like, fuck, I don't want to do this shit no more. Now I'm just going to just focus on me because you can't please everybody. Even when you try your best to be open and forthcoming, sometimes it just doesn't work out. True, true, true. But yeah, with this song. I guess like I don't know for me it stood out as like trying to have that conversation with somebody who has experienced like what we're talking about that that manipulation that uh fear of commitment in the past or that um you know narcissistic relationship and you're trying to get them to see that like you know this is different like you're not you're not the same as the people that they have been with in the past, which is a whole thing, Matt, that we could talk about, you know, how we like carry over our traumas into our relationships. But it's like when you're the the new person stepping in and you're like, you're cognizant of that and you're understanding of that and you're empathic towards that. But sometimes it just pisses you off and you get to like this song, which is that frustration where you're like, like, will you open your eyes? And you know, like this is what's happening now, you know, like I, and, and I mean, I'm a therapist. So it's like, it's not that I don't know, you know, or understand like what's going on. It's like, I, I know, I understand, I empathize, but I'm still frustrated <laughs> because yeah. I want you to see that what you had before was not love in any capacity because love is not manipulative, like manipulative. It is not narcissistic. It is not how Obsession. much, you know, yeah, it, it's, it's, um, it, it's, it's not, I mean, both people have to work, you know, put in the work, like we were saying, like, that's what real love is. It's, it's, it's work, you know, and it's dedication and it's commitment and it's honesty and it's, uh, consistency. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's not perfection, you know, it's consistency in that I'm going to consistently try. I'm going to consistently put forth effort. I am not going to walk away, you know, uh, after a fight and I'm not going to intentionally hurt you in any way. Um, that's another thing that I feel is an important component of love is when you love someone, you never intentionally hurt them. You make mistakes. Yes. Yes. You know, things happen here and there, 
but it's 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 never going to be your intention you're never going to do things you know like with that purpose like and and then again, again that's where I feel that connection with like that feeling of like of like family like I would never intentionally hurt my mother <laughs> you know like I would never do anything like it's just not it's just not a thing you know um and that's not love so like when you are in a relationship with someone who has been in an abusive relationship it's it can be difficult it can be frustrating you know because you 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 want them to uh you have to you have to work to earn trust that you didn't lose mm-hmm. you know you have and you have to and you don't have to just work a little bit you have to work every day <laughs> every day to earn trust that you did not lose you know and to maintain it and and remember that it's like you can't slip up you can't slip up because then it's going to be um then you're going to be uh what do you call it um like verifying already what's what's in there. <laughs> yeah. um but it's but but that's that that's just part of the work that's part of the dedication that's part of the uh um the passion and then making sure that the person knows that that they're that they're worth that because they're already thinking they're not um if they've been in an abusive relationship they're already thinking they're not worth the trouble and they're not worth any of that um but making sure that they that they know that um so this song like like i said it's to me it is a love song um and i think i confused you when i initially said that like oh well this is a message that we give to our clients too yeah. <laughs> um and it's, but it but it is it is like because sometimes you do feel that way like with your clients you're like dude i want you no like <laughs> like no don't you see that like you're awesome yeah. <laughs> don't you see that you are worth something like i want you to see that please see that it's frustrating that you're not seeing that yeah um so yeah i mean we feel that way for our clients because you know we care we care about the work we do um and we feel this way for it for the people that we we love and care for as well you just, you was just preaching. You was spitting. You was spitting hard. <laughs> I told you, you I was gonna, get, I was gonna get passionate about this. I was gonna, I was gonna get you. <laughs> Again, a little bit of pre-production, like uh, info for you guys. I was telling Anna, like, shout out to all the people I've done podcasts with. I will say that I feel like I've been. I'm usually the most passionate podcaster. Like I have done like editing. I'm the one that's like trying to not all the time, but I try to like think about it in a very strategic sense because of how passionate I can be. And Anna's been taken off. And I'm just like, man, it seems like you're just as passionate as me. And it's cool because now I'm just kicking back, just chilling. And you just bring all this energy in like pre-production. I'm just like, shit, I can just coast if I want to, but I don't because, hey, this is an equal partnership. We're equal podcast partners. This is a healthy podcast relationship, man. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but all good stuff. Like just hearing you talk about all this stuff just made me think about like past uh, dating situations I've been in, whether they've been situationships or just casual dating and just thinking about like, man, not really the greatest situations and gratefully and gracefully, for the most part, all of them, most of them, I will say most of them, they ended well in the sense like nothing got too bad, nothing like over, like nobody stayed over, overstayed the welcome per se, but it's just very, so very important to be able to recognize your worth 
and not conflate it within somebody else. You have to, again, reconcile the fact that it is self-worth, not self-worth in relation to others, but self-worth in relation to how you feel about yourself. Not everybody's going to be compatible. You're not going to be able to hold on to a relationship to the degree that you would like, because like Anna said, we come with different experiences, different traumas, different dysfunctions from past uh, dealings that sometimes may play a role and may lead to somebody saying, I'm not ready to process and attend to this, even though I care for you that much. I'd rather be mindful and let go for now and heal as opposed to staying in something longer and hurting you. But again, that's where communication comes into play. And a lot of what you were saying, and again, I'm not somebody who really subscribes to the love languages. I do think that it has its purpose. I was thinking about uh, attachment styles. And when I was, when you said all this stuff, I was like, yeah, attachment styles, that is so important. And if you're not aware of your attachment style and your partner's attachment style, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, attachment attachment styles. I mean, I was just thinking about that too, like like as you were talking too, because I was well, okay. I don't we don't want to get in like super, super deep, like it's our podcast. We can do analysis <laughs> here, Matt. But I was thinking about like parental relationships and I was just thinking like I like I'm so grateful for my parents. Like, like I didn't realize that I didn't realize how grateful I was until I got married. Yeah. Cause when I got married, I was like, Holy shit. I, I was just like, I mean, no, my mom, like my mom, like set me up for this to be like successful. Like she set me up to be successful in so many ways that I didn't even know. Mm. Um, but I, I, I realize that like a lot of things that I see other people struggle with, like I don't struggle with it as much like, and like self-esteem, self-worth, things like that. It's like my, I don't even know how my mom did, but I mean, for, she thinks like the world revolves around me. <laughs> so um, she, 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 when I was little, you know, like that was the vibe I always got from her, you know, yeah. but it, then like matured as I got older. Cause then it's more like, you know, um, she was an advocate for me to be um, autonomous as well. So it wasn't that like, you know, I need to protect you from the world. It was like, no, you're capable, you know, like you can do that. This is why I'm trying to teach you these different things. So you're able to, to, to go out and be your own person and not be afraid, you know? And I feel so grateful for that because I feel like a lot of people, um, don't have that or maybe their parents tried and it just didn't you know <laughs> connect yeah, yeah. you know because it, I, I think um parents have good intentions sometimes and it just doesn't maybe take um as well but um that has been so helpful to me in my marriage is to marriage too because it's just like you know I don't I don't have that like uh what do you call it like anxious avoidant type <laughs> more secure yeah it's more yeah. secure um so fearful i uh, appreciate that <laughs> fearful is the other one yeah 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 not so much fearful um yeah i took i actually took i've taken a few attachment style quizzes and drum roll please da, 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 i'm secure yay thank god yay. that's good although Oh, at one point a few months ago, I took one and I was anxious. However, 
given the context of certain aspects of last year, I'm not surprised because when you find yourself, and again, like it's all really spectrums, right? You can be secure when you've had a successful string of secure relationships. You can find yourself becoming more anxious if you find yourself maybe involved with somebody who's avoidant, who's dismissive, who's anxious themselves and you start taking on that as therapists the one thing we don't we talk about it but i don't think we talk about it in relation to ourselves is we got to be mindful of our empath skills because when we take on other people's energies and feelings and stuff in the workplace and we're not able to turn that off when we go home i'm not going to say we're going to have a bad time you're going to have a shitty time <laughs> um in reference to the song itself it was easy for me to listen to and also difficult because I feel like throughout my life, I've had this type of mindset when it comes to like attraction to like women I've been into, whether it be like in a relationship, um, talking to them, trying to get to know them or even beyond that where I'm just like, oh, shit, I think I have a little crush, which actually isn't a little crush. It's just a crush. And I guess as I thought about it, as I listened to it, it was great hearing, again, the passion that he conveyed when it came to his performance on the song. It also made me, I guess it made me more like conscientious of how important like it is that I've matured beyond just the stance. Like this, it's nothing for me to be passionate about something that I'm into or someone that I'm into it's also about being able to balance it with seeing the person just again, like I was saying earlier that Anna told me about like seeing them as they are. Cause I feel like it's easy for me to see a person as they are, see past like their flaws, see past the stuff that they've gone into as far as like relationships with and come out with carrying a lot of stuff. It's easy for me to do that. But when I do that, it can be at my own, I guess, What's the word I'm looking for here? It can be at my own behest for a lack of a better word that I can't think of at this time. Cause I'm usually trying to, again, make sure that they're good because I feel like I'm so good in like being secure in my own. But sometimes if something comes up, like there's a little, there's a little like snafu in the relationship. It's easy for me to think like, oh shit, what am I not doing enough of? Could I contribute more? Did I do something to offset this? And it's not that it's about being able to reconcile that your partner can have stressors and issues that have nothing to do with you, but because of how much you might want to care or because of how anxious you can get, you can start to personalize things and make it about you when it isn't. And that's why it's so important to be able to engage in healthy dynamics, like communication, like allowing yourself to be vulnerable with different things that you've gone through in the past, being able to listen, not just hear what somebody has to say to fix things, but truly listen and demonstrate your capacity to just be there and be present. And that's one of the things that I like about the title itself, Open Your Eyes, because a lot of times we just use like one sense to be present when really you have to be present in every aspect. I don't want you to just see me as I am. I want you to feel me as I am. I want you to hear what I have to say and notice that this is who I am. You can't really taste or smell me or when it comes to like love and affection. But yeah, I just want you to be just 
genuinely as present as possible because we are all multi-layered people with so many different complexes and dynamics. And the best thing we get to do is love somebody, not irregardless or regardless, but just love somebody just as the whole person that they are, flaws and all. I agree. I think, yeah, (laughs) you said it perfectly. I, I, I agree. Man. Yeah. It's like, it's cool. Looking at the lyrics themselves. Like I've felt this before, but like, I think as a guy too, it's important to not find yourself doing the black and white thinking when it comes to how you might talk to a young woman like I myself I can't say that like I'm like oh man you, you used to do it you used to go with him you used to talk to him he a fuckhead man fuck him he hurts you man I'm here for you I would I've never found myself doing that as an adult as a kid that was easy to do because you know you hear about it in all the love songs I feel like it's important to be very conscientious of that as adults. And the reason why I'm saying that is because, again, when it comes to modern dating, I feel like, unfortunately, it's influenced by the very thing that we love, music. And you have so many new songs now that's like, man, fuck that dude, fuck that girl, he ain't shit, she ain't shit, I'm really the one for you. And it's really not as genuine as it's meant to be. It's just more based off of ego you would do better in your life by being with me. And it's not in the best sense possible because it's not really about you trying to be there for the person to enhance the connection you have with them and establish a relationship. It's like Anna said, it's kind of narcissistic. Like, you you, you know, you know I can contribute and give you the best thing possible. You, yeah, you know. it, it can't be about that. It can't yeah. be about that. It has to be about you wanting them to 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 see that they are more right that 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 these mm-hmm. things that people have told them and done to them in the past were not were not out of love you want them to see that and understand that not necessarily because you're there saying i can do it better but you want them to see that because you want them to know that they're worth more than that and honestly with like with this song too and the the like it's like you get that feeling like you know, even if, even if uh, I'm not the best for you, if you if you'd be better with someone else, you know that's fine. But I just don't want you to think that you're nothing, <laughs> you know, because that that's the thought that I want out of your head. Um, and if I'm not the one that can show you that, if I'm not the one that can help you see that and believe it, um, or or lead you to that path yourself or you know just be, support you support you not lead you support you to to finding that that path yourself or i'm going to be a deterrent to you seeing that about yourself then i'll remove myself from the situation um i think that's what it needs to be about right not 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 i can do better i'm better than anyone else that you've been with it's it's just i don't want to be a deterrent to you seeing your true worth mm-hmm and I, and I want you to know that there's there's more, I guess. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. And 
you, you're doing you're doing it again. You're doing a really good job at establishing again the importance of communication. Oh my god. Yeah. People people don't want to talk these days, and it's so it's so sad. Anna, I could tell you just a little bit of time before we go into the world again in the podcast. People don't want to talk on the phone anymore. All they want to do is just text. And they want to text at their convenience and just be as detached as possible. And it's just so crazy to me. Just noticing like, man, people really do not want to commit. They say they do, but really they just want the attention. And that's okay. Everybody wants attention. Attention's fun. Attention's cool. But it shouldn't be at the behest of another person because you struggle with really looking inward and asking yourself, do I genuinely want the company of another person because I feel secure enough to be vulnerable in a relationship? Or am I just doing this for the shits and giggles because I'm bored? That's not love. That is not love. And we will talk more about what is not love next week. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is definitely on my list of things to do, Matt. I don't know if I'm speaking for myself here, but I, I, oh, no. I feel like I feel we're... Like- that's what we'll be doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so should we uh, move on here to our new music recommendations of the week? Yes. Think? We have to come up. Do you want to come up with a name for it? Or is, is that what you want to call it? Oh, man. I don't know. How about like Matt and Anna's new music Friday, even if it's not Friday? It's not Friday, but just like a new music Friday. I have an idea for a name inspired by one of my favorite movies that I haven't seen in quite some time, but I might watch tonight because it's Valentine's Day. Matt and Anna's Infinite Playlist. Oh, yeah, I haven't seen that in a long time either. I like it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> That's awesome. So, okay, that could be our playlist. We potentially could put that on. Yes. Good old Spotify as another playlist we are offering to the people. Amen. Yes. Want to go well, first? Sure. Um, so, okay. So this week, um, one of my favorite artists, Nothing Nowhere, put out a new song called Upside Down. Um, I like it. If you haven't heard of Nothing Nowhere, he's he's great. Uh, he talks about a lot of different topics. He talks about the anxiety, depression. Um, one of his most popular songs is called Hammer. It's, it, it's just which is great. I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it. I'm just like, this is a good song. Just listen to this guy. Um, but Upside Down, I really like it. I really, really, really like it. Um, it's a song about uh, he's, you know, I think he's like back in his hometown or something and trying to co- connect with an old uh, love and uh, calls one of her friends and she basically tells him to like fuck off. <laughs> so uh, for her friend <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> you know telling him basically to leave her friend alone yeah. um so and, and I, I don't know i just like it i just like it. it feels so like honest i mean it's a little sad um i suppose but it just seems like a really honest like genuine song and he i think he's a great artist um so that was upside down by nothing nowhere um and for a more kind of fun song uh, there's a song called Stay In by Lusion. So it's like L-L-U-S-I-O-N. Um, Stay In. It's uh, it's about quarantine. <laughs> so, you know, just, it's a fun song. It's like a fun quarantine love song to check out. Uh, that one came out, I believe, 
uh, last week or the week before, so it's it's new-ish. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's a fun song to listen to. So I highly suggest it. How about you, Matt? What you got? I just want to say I can't wait till all this is done because I'm tired of the word quarantine. I've <laughs> never well, obviously nobody's heard of the word quarantine this much over the last year. I'm just so tired of it. <laughs> um, as far as the songs I have, one which was featured in one of the Euphoria specials, I think the Ruth special that just came out on HBO Max, Me in 20 Years by Moses Sumney. Amazing fucking song. The vocals on that song are so beautiful and so damn haunting. When I first looked into the background behind the song, I didn't know that the artist identified as asexual. So the song itself is more so him reflecting back to, is more so reflect, not reflecting, but projecting to his future self like, hey, I hope that we were able to find some semblance of love. Maybe, maybe in the romantic sense, maybe in a sense that more so fills us with joy, with contentment, because if not, it's going to feel very, very empty. And then my worst fear is that I'm going to become this empty cavity that I don't want to become. So I guess I'll see you in 20 years to figure that out. And I was just like, damn, that's fucking good. Who doesn't want to? Who wants to experience that? I know I don't. Please don't. And then my other song is more so more of my like style, a little bit of aggression, some hip hop, if you will. And it's a song by the artist Saba, who I believe is from Chicago. And the song is called Prom Slash King. It's a song with two different uh, subjects. In the first uh, half of the song, it's about how Saba, when he was younger, found himself going to prom with this girl that I believe his uh, cousin hooked him up with. And it talks about kind of like the young intricacies of being like a young guy dating, trying not to be too vulnerable, but at the same time going like, you know what, man, fuck that bitch. She ain't like me. I'm about to go find somebody else. And then it adds in like the kind of like the hood element of like growing up in Chicago on the South side, on the West side, where not everything is as it seems. And you can find yourself really in a very difficult position if you're not able to be mindful and watch yourself and watch who you kind of associate with. And that's more so where the other half of the song King gets into more so talking about what it's like to grow up in Chicago, some of the hardships of being like a young, uh, early, well, late adolescent, uh, young adult male, where you can just be kind of like hanging out with your guys, with your homies, with your friends, and then all of a sudden just shit just pops off. And it kind of is a nice, I guess, reflection onto what it was like for him before he became an artist and after being an artist because he still finds himself kind of like balancing both worlds in a sense so i thought the song was really good i heard it when i was buying paint supplies and i was like oh shit i could use this in my life right now and finally even though i'm not going to get into it too much the song i was referring to earlier that i was just like oh shit i could have talked about this was because i love you by lenny williams one of the best love songs ever and yeah that's all i gotta say about that (laughs) all right 
So that wraps up our episode, episode two of Your Therapist Playlist. I had to say it really slowly, so I made sure I got the name right. Um, Anna, where can they find us at to subscribe? You can find us on Facebook. So on Facebook, our Facebook page is Your Therapist's Playlist. And Instagram, again, uh, you can search Your Therapist Playlist. We And it's also under YT underscore playlist. Uh, that's our username, handle. What is it called? Yep, I don't know. Both. Uh, yeah. That. <laughs> so that's how you find us on instagram on facebook i'll be po- again i'll be posting uh the youtube uh links to the videos for the songs that matt and i discussed this episode um and these songs will also be added to our spotify playlist your therapist's playlist on spotify mm-hmm. you can also subscribe to us on patreon eventually we- i oh yeah I didn't get a chance to talk to you about this, Anna, but I have some really good ideas for like, you know, behind the scenes content stuff we can give away to our select group listeners who are willing to, you know, donate a few extra bucks to get this new content. But first we got to build a following to make sure people fuck with us. So yeah, coming in time, coming in time. Um, You can find us also to subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcast, Google podcast, Spotify, tuned in, stitched, I just hit my lip on the mic. You can really <laughs> find us anywhere. I think we are established on, I think, damn near every podcast platform. And if not, then let us know and we'll try to get us get ourselves on there anyway. Because this is turning out to be a really fun experience. And I look forward to seeing what the future holds for us and the podcast. All right. Well... <laughs> One thing that another I just I just like giving you guys like a little tip tidbits about what we do on the show. So me and Anna, we when we record, we're actually looking at each other through uh, Zoom. And I noticed that every time like she sees me like looking to her, like motioning towards her, it's kind of like a deer in the headlights. Like, oh, shit, what am I, what am I supposed to do? And it, I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. That's when I just freeze and uh, go quiet. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one of these days we'll create a YouTube uh, channel so you guys can like watch us as we record. But honestly, I don't really know what you guys would get out of it. It would just be like us just randomly like looking around, looking at each other, looking at our phones. Like it's not much to do. But I mean, they can see my Octo Moody, my octopus that is happy or sad. It's pretty cool. They can see me in the darkness until I bring in my lamp. I loved how the light just shifted and I was visible and now I'm just like a shadow in the dark. Yeah, you're a complete shadow. So I actually, <laughs> I actually can't see you looking at me. <laughs> That's probably why you're getting a blank look because I'm like, is he looking at me or is he not? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I was trying to like widen my eyes so you could like notice the gleam, but oh, yeah, I, I it just doesn't work. Yeah. Gleam. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for today's episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Share with your friends. Share with your family members. Share with your therapist. Therapist, share with your colleagues. Share, share, share. I just want to see where this thing goes. And it will be fun to see, you know, how far things start to take or how things take themselves off. Yeah. It's going to get to the final boss therapist. Oh, shit. And it's me in the mirror. (laughs) Yeah, it's just you in the mirror. (laughs) 
All right, guys. Again, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next time, and we'll see you then for episode three. Bye. Deuces. And...